This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the show where I'm perfect and you're a person. I had chicken wings for lunch. Burgers. Burger. I sort of was doing, uh, to me, chicken wings are sort of a food that, oh, that's not lunch. To me, I think, oh, to me, the, to me, people say, <laughs> to, to me, people that go, oh, you might be thinking at home, you might be in your car, you're slamming on the brakes and you're saying chicken wings. That's a dinner food. That's not lunch. That's not lunch. I've uh, never thought that. Excuse me. That's not lunch. And I'm here to tell you oh. that I had chicken wings for lunch. That's not lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it uh, exhilarated me to the point where I'm also having a coffee and I'm sweaty. Oh, love that kind of. I did chicken wings. I did fries coffee. and I had a third coffee. I'm having it right now. <clears throat> none of that's lunch. No, none of that might be lunch to lots. But to me, for lunch, it's tots. They were waffle fries. <laughs> they, were, they were waffle fries. Got it. But Clever. Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, Jared Popkin. Thank you so much being for being for here. Uh, the bitch is back. Of bitch course, is back. Papa's home, baby. Papa's home. Uh, Jared, people might be wondering. Oh my goodness, who is this guy? Well, obviously, you know Jared from Work at Try Guys. <laughs> yeah, you know Jared yeah. from the work his work on the internet. You know it from being a silly little Billy. You've seen all those, and of course, Jared. My question for you: You're here to answer the calls to help these people. What makes you a perfect person on the show today to help the callers? I've never messed up once. Well, there you have it, folks. Live with no regret. Now, speak on that. So, Jared, you wake up in the morning. What's the first thing you think? Welcome to the day, sunshine. <laughs> That's what I say every day. Uh, I wow. go, welcome to the day, sunshine. Welcome to the day, sunshine. Yeah. My thought, first thought is usually, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Here we go again. And then a beat drops. <laughs> here we go again. You're a men in black for some reason. I, I don't just, know why. Kelsey Dara was just on the show and she just said that she wakes up every day to the song I Don't Care by Icona Pop. <laughs> you know, I just think Kelsey like sets habits. <laughs> no, she really does. Yeah. I don't care. I love it. And Every like, day. What a way to wake up. Like Damn. that is a rail. That's wild. That's going to get you there. I don't know if I have the same thought every day. You I think, think I wake so? up, I check my phone sometimes, and I'm like, I checked this too early. I agree. I always feel that way. I, whenever I go right to the phone, I immediately am like, why am I doing this right away? Yeah. And I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I should stop doing that so much. That's interesting. Uh, what's your regular, bre- regularly scheduled breakfast that sort of gets you hydrated, that gets you fit, that gets you ready? Hydrated? For the- I don't know. <laughs> that gets you ready for the day. I try to like go somewhere to get coffee. Yeah. I like making coffee for myself, but mm. the act of going is like part of starting my day. You like to get out there, get your wheels dirty. Exactly. <laughs> get boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. You're getting an iced Americano. Green light. You're getting a green light. Yeah. I see. I like that a lot. Starting the day, 
little human interaction, ordering the coffee. I just get it going, you know? Yeah, right. And then like a bacon and Gouda sandwich. Like I'll do some cheese. I'll do some eggs and bacon, baby. <laughs> the, word, the word Gouda really. really that- I tossed it. I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> bacon and Gouda. Gouda sandwich. Yeah, I'm just hitting it with some breakfast sandwiches. Not I'll bacon and cheese. Bacon and Gouda. Gouda, baby. I just like that. Gouda is probably my favorite cheese. Really? I would say when I was younger. When you were a kid. And then people would ask me. They would say, what was your favorite cheese? You'd say Gouda. I'd say goat Gouda. Goat Gouda. Because that was a cheese they had at the local co-op that it would have sometimes. It's one of the cooler things you've ever said. I had goat Gouda. Goat and it Gouda. was a show-stopping. I, it was a show-stopping thing for me to say. I wasn't that cool as a kid. That's a show-stopping thing to say. If an eight-year-old came at it, I'm like, what's your favorite cheese? And they said, goat Gouda? Probably goat Gouda. I'd be like, how world, you're a world traveler. People were wild, I would say. All the kids in my elementary and middle school class were wild. If you asked me my favorite cheese when I was eight, I'd yeah. say the same answer right now. I'm turning three, 33 next Cheddar. month. Cheddar? <laughs> Provola. <laughs> I just... Sorry. It's just... Provolone? Yeah. As if cheese goes, you think the provolone's the best to have? You could put it on the most things. I love this. <laughs> you know, actually, you're, a, you're really bringing me back to a part of my life where I almost exclusively had Thomas Bagels. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I don't know Thomas. Sorry. Never had his bagel. You never had Thomas? Never. Okay, you go to the grocery store, you get a bagel in the bread aisle. Oh, it's sure. Thomas I bagel. thought you meant like a Noah's bagels, but somewhere else. Thomas. Thomas. No, I know. Okay. Go, yeah, I know Thomas. You bagels. get a bagel. Yeah. And the whole thing about Thomas bagels. Yeah. It's bread that they just sort of molded into a bagel shape. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. It's like they cut, they put an O. They made a, bread. they made a machine. Yeah. They just would press. And it owed out the it bread. owed the bread. Yeah. They owed and, um, smart, uh, smart, really. Yeah. And so I would have a, a slice of that and I would just put three slices of provolone on it, put it under the broiler. That's delicious. It was good. <laughs> it was sort of, <laughs> yeah. it was an open face grilled cheese bagel style. Open face, eight year old. Gokuda? <laughs> that's, really? That's going on. That's going on the soundboard. <laughs> open faced eight year old? <laughs> classy kid. I was a classy kid. Dude. I was broiling my own provo. I wasn't. I wasn't boiling Provo. What was your childhood snack you had? Oh, dude, I had a bunch. But weirdly, the one that comes, it's not even a snack. When I would sneak late at night, 2 a.m., you go downstairs. 2 a.m., it's still downstairs. Everybody's asleep at you. (laughs) Time to eat. No one but you. And then then I'd go into the fridge. I wouldn't go for food. Uh Uh-oh. I'd go for the milk, and I'd chug it. Can I be honest about something? Yeah. I'm tired of pretending like I don't drink whole milk. Who? Why are we doing that? Why are we erasing ourselves for nothing? I am tired of pretending. I'm here saying it here. This is brave. Yeah. What I'm about to say. I drink whole. And I drink a cup of whole a lot of days. Hit him with it. Be yourself. But I'll say that I. it's like, what am I going to not drink whole? What are you going to say no to delish? Are you having whole milk at home? Yeah. 2% and whole. <laughs> but, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Two separate things. So, okay, so you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, yeah, and but I go, you if I'm being honest, I go either way. 2% whole, I'm good with either. To me, 2% is 2% joy. Oh, wow. I'll think about that next time I'm shopping. I just find that whole milk is good. It is I, delicious. It's got the cream. It's got the crop. I grew up, and I and I hate to say it, I grew up drinking skim. Ah, oh, how tall are you? How did you get so tall? I know. 
I, just, I drink whole milk and I, this should be switched. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Well, Jared, we've obviously talked enough about our favorite snacks. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> We got it on the table. We got the snacks. We covered that. Yeah, yeah. But people are calling in because they need our advice. As they should. And we're about to talk to them live. Let's go. Um, And it's important for people to know that if they like the show, then they can rate or subscribe it on any podcast app. Uh, they should. And YouTube, so they don't miss an episode. They can't. Next episode, it's going to be so good that they're going to freak out. Uh, insane. And this one, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if they love the show and they can't get enough, well, now you can get enough. Go to the Patreon where there's ad-free extended versions of every single episode, including this one where we waxed actually all about sketch comedy and our favorite little things to enjoy. Wow. As well as bonus episodes on Friday where I call back people from the show and I get their updates as well as do fun little themed episodes where sometimes I'm drunk. Fun. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Check out the Patreon. Get all this stuff. Also, there's merch. You can buy shirts if you want to represent the show and be a perfect person out there in them streets. I do. But until then, Jared, we have got some saucy little calls here. My maid of honor ghosted me the day after I got married. <gasps> Won't tell me why. Uh -oh. Now she's had a baby. Her husband wants to reach out and be friendly, but she refuses to speak to us and screams at him for talking to me and my husband. Call me back and let me know what I am supposed to do because this is bullshit. Whoa. Whoa. Has this ever happened to you? <laughs> Have I ever been ghosted the day after my wedding by, by my your maid of honor, honor who then wants to reconnect after she has a baby? This has happened to me twice. Well, that's crazy. Well, you're going to obviously have a lot of lived in experience. <laughs> Hello. Howdy, howdy. You called perfect person. And I'm here to call you back. And I'm here with Jared Popkin. Hello. Oh, my God. You're kidding me right now. <laughs> Hi. Hey. How are you doing? Well, Hi. We have, we have a million questions for you. Uh, but the first is, how dare she? How dare she? How dare she be your ma former maid of honor? Are you walking through a carnival? <laughs> no. So I'm. So let me explain what's happening. Um, I have walked up to my friend's office. Because I told her that I called this podcast. We're at work right now. Oh, nice. We work at a university, so we're uh, hiding in her office because hers has the least amount of people in it. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. wonderful. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need to be covert here. <laughs> also, in case the former maid of honor is she's skulking around. Yeah. You don't want her to be hearing anything. No, she lives six hours away now. Oh, okay. Got it. Well, tell me what's going on. And uh, yeah. Essentially, what had happened was... From what I've heard from other like other people, like her husband, she says that I hate her because she was pregnant and I didn't want her in my wedding. Huh. But my husband and I had gone out of our way to like make sure she didn't stress herself out planning. Like we specifically like told her like we don't need a wild bachelorette party. Like, can we just hang out at someone's house and like play games or whatever? Yeah. She made it this huge deal about like having to spend like $800 a person and all this crap. And she's telling everybody that mm. I did my best to make that wedding special for her. And I don't need to care about her feelings anymore because I have a baby now. Was there an incident or anything that like, like the wedding goes off obviously. And how, how long have you known this person Yeah, in your life? Three years. Okay. She was like my last roommate in college that we like trauma bonded together. All right. So she's our last remaining friend from college and you get married. She is your maid of honor. She becomes pregnant because by having sex, presumably. Yeah. And she, 
<laughs> by she becomes pregnant, obviously, <laughs> by boning down, yeah, if I yeah. if I may. And um, okay, so the wedding goes on, and is there a sour mood on the wedding day, or is it sort of like like how is her vibe throughout the wedding day? Like to me, she was normal. Like she was acting like herself. I mean, she was a little moody, but she was also seven months pregnant. So I was assuming it was just like pregnancy hormones, and she was super tired, kind of thing. Yeah, totally. That might have been a little stressed because she was trying to help out. She's made of honor. There's yeah. a responsibility. That's right. So she maybe yeah, she, exactly. She's feeling stressy. And then afterwards, what was the first indication you had that she had um, ghosted you? My husband and I are on our honeymoon. We get a Snapchat from her husband, who, by the way, her husband was our best man. Oh, wow. Whoa. My, my husband and I met because of her and her husband. So um, we're on our honeymoon. And okay. we get a Snapchat from her husband. And it's just like, oh, by the way, she's in labor right now. Oh, wow. Early. And we're just like, oh, like that's you know, early, like, is, is she okay? And he's like, yeah, it'll be fine. They're stopping labor. They're going to send us home soon. They're stopping the labor. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Stop. They're like, hey, don't come out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> no, I do know that this can go on. Yeah, they give you some sort of drug or figure it out. Got it. So she goes into labor and then she stops the day after your wedding. Well, apparently after that, she had gone into labor like five or six more times and they had continuously been, you know, stopping labor because the baby was coming early. How Whoa. many timeouts does the team get? I know. <laughs> but, but like, we found all of this out two months later, like right before Christmas. Can I ask, do you think in any realm of possibility that the ghosting was in direct result of something at said wedding or was it coming up because of other things erroneous to the wedding? <clears throat> So I think it's because it's something that happened before the wedding. And I guess she like held a grudge through all of it, but didn't say anything and like didn't tell anyone that she was bothered. What What do you think that thing was? I feel like you kind of, if your mind is going to an incident or a thing that you said, what was that thing? So when she first found out she was pregnant, she didn't call me because she was like, I don't want to bother you right now. You know, she's calling a bunch of other people. Yeah, she comes like she like makes me meet up with her the next day. She's like, I have important wedding planning things to talk about with you. You and Ben need to come to my house right now. Yeah. Uh, so we show up and her husband tells us that, first of all, his, his announcement to the pregnancy was so confusing. He goes, we have a poppy seed problem. Oh, yeah. you're he pregnant. Said, yeah, it's the size of a poppy seed in her, tongue, in her stomach. Oh, wow. So yeah. he's sort of, a, he wasn't a writer. Not a, not a writer. <laughs> not, not, not a natural no, writer. Not at all. She, she tells me, we need to get in the car. I got to go tell other people. So I go with her. We leave the two men to themselves to talk about it. Yeah. They're like, and they're like you. She, she's like, high-fiving. Yeah. Have it up here. Yeah. We're like sitting in the car going to our next destination. And she goes, are you mad at me that I didn't tell you first? And I was like, no, I never said that. And then it's just like, I don't want to upstage you at your wedding because I'm pregnant. And I said, well, I, like, I don't think like that. Like, I don't really care that you'll be pregnant at my wedding. I just want you in my wedding. Ding. I mean, okay, I'm going to ask you this just for the sake of, for the honor of the court. Yeah. We haven't given you a fake name. Jared, what's the fake name of this caller? Sandra. Sandra, for the honor of the court, I have to ask, were you a little mad she didn't tell you first? Not really. Not, Not really. really is different than no. Sandra. That is different than no, Sandra. Eating food is something I love to do. <laughs> it's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy. 
with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me, because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like all that juicy, juicy green stuff. I loved I thought it was like fantastic, and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail, peanut butter and jelly. These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or, of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. Okay, Sandra, walk me through it. What were your feelings? I was more just annoyed that she told people she had known for six months before she had told me. So you but were mad. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, six Sandra. months is a change of timeline, too. Yeah, Sandra, it's okay, by the way, to have the feelings you're feeling. You felt a little left out. Yeah. Now, here's what I'll say. So you were, she told people that she had just met before she told you one of her best friends, and that sure. was frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I think that totally makes sense. I would imagine that she probably sensed that a little bit. So let's flash forward. Let's flash in the pan forward. Mixing metaphors here. Mm -hmm. So you have a little bit of this feeling. She kind of senses that, but business presumes as usual. Maybe there's the occasional sort of little tidbit of awkward, oh, I don't want to upstage you at your wedding. And you're kind of like, I don't care, but you do just care a little bit is from it. Well, it sounds like just a smidgen. Just not really. Just an appetizer's worth. And uh, the wedding goes down. She she almost gives the baby out (laughs) of of her womb. They call time out like six times. T, 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 timeouts. 
And then uh, what happens afterward where you're not like able to just be like, oh, hey, what's up? Like we're back from our honeymoon. What is the interruption to the friendship? Um, she sent like the one last text to me and my husband that was like, I'm tired of catering to your emotions. I have more important things in my life and better things to do than make sure that you feel happy. Oh, and but that was like the only time in our friendship we had ever had anything like that happen. And when was this text sent in context to the baby being born? Uh, after the baby was born, actually. Like how? Like how far after? A week, maybe. All right, so Sandra, here's what's going on. We know what's going on, Sandra. We know what's going on, Sandra. Yeah. Luckily, you called two experts. Yep. Me, who has a baby, and Jared, who is a baby. He was a baby. At one point, was <laughs> a baby. He was a baby before. Yeah. And I've been there. A while ago. A while ago. He was a baby. Yeah. So um, what I think is going on is that, first of all, when my wife had a baby, everything is crazy. The yep. emotions are so fucking crazy. The adrenaline is high. Everything is felt a super lot. Uh, it is a wildly emotional, tumultuous time. Uh, obviously, you know this. This is in every rom-com ever that has a baby in it. <laughs> but um, yeah. it was like so crazy. Like everything yeah. was just so crazy. Everything is so heightened. I imagine what happened. She had been feeling these little feelings. She has the baby. It's probably intense. She almost went into labor a bunch of times, right? She's just worried about the baby's safety. They Jared's doing timeout. They, yeah. they timed out, right? Yeah. The baby comes out and she's just like, okay, I have this baby. I can't. She's trying to leave her past behind because yep. she knows she has to care about this new thing. And she's like, okay, well, I can't cater to your friendship anymore. Even though you weren't really asking her to but you had a little bit of weird feelings. So she's trying to be like, I am now a new person. Yep. I know the rules for which to play by because this is the rest of my life. I have this young child. These are the rules I play with. I don't, I'm not friends with these people anymore and whatever. And I'm moving forward. She's being stubborn. But what I think what you need to maybe do, how long ago was this? How old is the baby now? Uh, like a month old. All right. Can got, I just say? Yeah, please, Jared. I think... It sounds like you care deeply about this person. I mean, she was the maid of honor at your wedding. Yeah. Her husband is the best man. I think you have to go into this yes. knowing that being right doesn't matter at all. Jared, I love you, baby. I don't think you're going into whatever this conversation is with trying to say who was right there and who yeah. was wrong there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's even on the table. I think what's more important than being right is just getting cool with your friend. I totally agree, Jared. And to the point, Sandra, and I'm curious, I want to hear your perspective right after this. I think that you need to prepare for her to be hurt yep. and say things that are maybe a little bit unhinged yep. and for you to go, I'm really sorry you feel like that. That was not my intention. I love you. Yep. I think that in this time, her entire, this is her first child, I'm guessing. So her life is went wackadoo. Insane. It is a crazy, crazy adjustment. Yes. Um, but uh, how do you feel about engaging with her in this way, even though she's been a little wackadoodle? That's where this gets fun. And like originally my plan was just to like let her cool off and revisit in a couple of months when like she's, you know, more sane. Cause I was figuring it's all just like, you know, hormones, yeah. emotion. Right. Um, so her husband tries to reach out to us like a couple times a week and it's like, Hey, let's, you know, tell a party and watch something on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then he'll tell us, wait, I have to go in another room. I can't let her know that we're talking. She's probably upset. Yeah. You know what's not going to be fun is that first conversation with her. Yeah. But you know what's going to be really fun is getting through that conversation. And going out for And marks. going, like, hanging out with her kid. Yeah. Because, like, if you wait a couple months, you're going to miss, like, some fun moments of, like, a new family with your friend that you care deeply of. Yeah. 
And I do think that you have to kind of lean in to give it like, I would imagine in some ways she like sacrificed her personal needs at times to help you with your wedding. I think you got to do a little bit of that to help her like be a new mom. Yeah. And Sandra, here's the thing. It's like that she probably the reason she's doing that also like the husband's like, I can't let let her know I'm talking to you is because what you have to solve is between you and her. Exactly. Not with the husband. You know what I mean? Like, so he's probably in a weird spot where he's like, I just want to keep being friends with my friends. Yeah. And I think that like from my experience also when the baby happened, uh, it's the craziest transitional period of your entire fucking life. If the baby is one month old, she is in hell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's like that for everybody, but for us, it was like, holy shit, no one prepared us for how challenging this is going to be and how like earth shattering it is the difference between being like, okay, we're just going to regular people. We're ready for the baby. Baby comes. Okay. We're worried every second that this thing's even going to survive. Yeah. We're also sort of like worried. We may never get any semblance of our life back or sleep or sleep or, you know, we're exhausted, whatever. You're all of a sudden worried about money in a new way. You're all of a sudden all these different things. So my advice to you, Sandra, and I'm coming down, I'm coming down. I'm putting you in an unfair position, Sandra. And I'm saying, hey, I know that this person might have been a little salty. Yeah. But sometimes it's good to eat something salty. (laughs) Sometimes it's a good cracker. Sometimes it's a good saltine. Yeah. Sandra. But what you're going to probably have to do is swallow it a little. Yeah. And what I would want if I was in her position, having seen my wife go through this and having been in this, is I would probably want someone who's just like, okay, fucking, I know I'm being small. I just want this person to... To, to tell me that it's okay and that they were wrong, even if you don't feel wrong. Oh and this is this is asking a lot, but I can guarantee you that if you give her a, a little gemstone right now, she's going to return it to you later. Tenfold. I so I don't I don't know how to say this. My husband just walked into this office, by the way. So. Oh, hello, <laughs> hello, Michael. <laughs> Hi, Michael. <laughs> hey, Michael. That does what the hell? I'm talking to her about the, the, I, they didn't give her a fake name, but I'm Sandra. Um, the <laughs> maid of honor situation. Oh, shit. <laughs> her name is Leonardo da Vinci. So, Leonardo da Vinci, the thing that, like, I think pushed us over with us, like, first, like, worrying about them to being, like, genuinely hurt by the situation is, we get a, like, to announce the birth of their child, we get a Snapchat from her husband that just says, check my story. And then 20 minutes later, a thing appeared with the kid, which is fine. But then she's posting all over her socials that she, like, FaceTimed a bunch of people from college and, like, you know, family. I get all cool, great. But it's like you FaceTimed all these people and you didn't even want to, like, text me that you had the kid. I'm going to tell you something right now, Sandra and Michael. I don't often get this real, and I I hope that you still love me after this, but I got to tell you, it's not about you. It's not. It's not about you. It's just not about you. And I love you guys, and I appreciate you calling in, baby. (laughs) And I hope you love me, because I certainly love you. Yeah. But it's just not about you. And I'll tell you, if because I've been in this situation, it is so fucking crazy. It is so fucking crazy that people do this, but it is so not about you. You're trying to rationalize right, you're irrational. You're trying to rationalize. You're trying to be like, yeah. well, why wouldn't she, she reach out to her college friends or whatever? It's not rational. There's nothing rational about it, baby. <laughs> nothing. It is so crazy. She created a person out of her vagina. Yeah. And then it birthed into the world and it started screaming at her and demanding that it suck her dry of her milk. <laughs> It is so fucking weird. Yeah. It is so crazy. None of it makes any sense. Sure. She's freaking out because her life has changed.
change forever. And she's like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure out how to get a handle on this. She still feels hurt from this, you know, uh, friendship thing and the maid of honor whole situation. But it's just not about you. And probably what you guys need to do, even though you're hurt, that can come later. She'll give that to you later. But if you have any hope of giving her what she's, you know, needing and also repaying that she's been your friend for three years, whatever, all this stuff, her husband's in your life, obviously, you got to just swallow that thick old pill and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm sorry if you were hurt by this, but that's the only way that you're going to move past this. And if you guys, here's what I'll say too. I don't know what your situation is. If you guys plan on having kids or something like that and you eventually do or whatever, you will probably understand the level of weirdness that that first month is. It's very disorienting. And if you don't, then, you know, you'll see people in your life. You'll see it around you. again. Yeah. You'll see these people go you through this again. But uh, I would just say it's not about you and you got to just swallow that pill. And uh, yeah, I think that that's got to that's got to be my diagnosis. I have a lot of friends having babies right now, and yeah. you got to put them before your needs. It's just, just how it's it goes. just crazy. It's a crazy time, and she'll by the way she'll pay you back. Yeah, she'll pay you back for the goodwill. Yeah, if you know if the friendship's got legs. But how you feeling about this before I let you go? No, I mean like it's pretty good advice. I'm just like, ugh. I'm like so hurt that I like I don't know how to like start the text without being like. So, and making it like awkward where like well, I don't bring time. anything up because like I don't need to bring anything up. I think you can take your time on that front. You can take your time on that front, but just remember that like if this is someone that you actually want to be for, be there for, you have to understand that like they went through a trauma, which is having a babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A real trauma. <laughs> which is having a babe and it's a traumatic experience. And so you're not working with a rational friend of yours and you're both in court and you're the defendant and they're the prosecutor and the bailiff is obviously Michael and yeah. uh, your husband and uh, and the jury is, I don't know. and uh, It's the, like Leslie Mann. It's Leslie. The jury, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. But the premise <laughs> is that uh, you're not an equal, equal playing field. This no. person just went through something crazy. Um, so um, sorry to give you that tough pill, but baby, that's the... That's the perfect person guarantee. But okay? I think it's going to, honestly. I think it's going to go well. You you've just, got a good vibe to you. I you think it's going to be good. you got a good vibe to you. You just got to have that understanding and know that, like, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not your fault. No. But it's not her entirely her fault that she is experiencing it so intensely right now. I guess I will leave it with this. If you were doing something that you could, like, zooming out, you're in the wrong, you would want good enough friends to let you, like, be okay with it. There you go, Just baby. be treated the way you want to be treated in that sense, and not to say that you would do this to anyone else, but if you found yourself not necessarily available to always be perfect in your own actions, you would want a group of friends that can still get behind you. Yeah. I, I think about that all the time that it's yeah, like sure. you, you want to be able to love people when they're wrong and yep. you want to be able to be loved when you are wrong. Yep. And that's a stand like that's the testament of some a relationship that's really good yeah. and a friendship that's going to last. Yeah. Sandra and Michael, you've been an absolute pleasure to chat with and I hope you go out into the world and you have a big ice cream Sunday. I hope that for you so bad. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it, guys. You're the best. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're awesome, man. All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. That's hard advice to get. Look. We were just giving I, hard advice. I, had to, I don't always give hard advice on the show, but I heard that and I was like, I remember the feeling of not having a babe yeah. and being like, I know it's hard. We'll get there. But then on having the baby, it was like, 
this is, it's not, it, it's hard, but it's disorienting. Yeah. It's like a- it, fo- uh, it takes all of your focus. Yeah. And leaves you with nothing. And it's it's totally disorienting, especially, she's like, the baby's a month old and I'm looking to have this sort of resolution. I'm like, I don't remember the first month. Yeah. I don't remember it a fucking lick. I'm blacked out. We watched Nashville, <laughs> season one. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. That was the only mental that capacity. Hayden Pen- That's Hayden Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's so disorienting yeah. that you're just like in this. Th- so it's like, I am sure I didn't respond to text. It's hard because I think on one hand, you just want to hear like, no, you're in the right. This person's <laughs> no, being crazy. That is 99% of the people who call in, I go, you're right, babe. Forget this <laughs> yeah, fucking loser. But there, you are in the right. <laughs> but if you want to fix it, you can't act like it. No, they're not. It's not that they're in the wrong. Yeah. It's just that like in order for this to go well, they've got uh, to do something selfless. Take it on the Actually chin. Actually selfless. You got to take it on the chin. But I th- also, I do think about that all the time. It's like, I think I have built friends around me that will love me and talk to me even when I'm wrong. Yes. And I think that that's like important, really important. Yeah. Cause it's uh there's this article that I once read one time. It was about how uh, it's very popular in the modern day to like label people as toxic and cut them out of your life. <laughs> oh, he's toxic. And how bad that is for yeah. relationships yeah. and for like community in general, because it's so easy to be like, I have these, and by the way, I get a ton of calls that are people being like, I have these toxic friends and I'm cut. We kind of cut them out of my life. Like, how do I get rid of them? And it's like, you don't need to. You should probably figure Help out a them. way. You should probably figure out a way to work together. You know who's great at that? No joke, Becky. Yes, Becky's great. Becky Habersberger is someone that I can have no filter in front of. Yeah, and then often she'll be like, "Oh, you need to realign that thought," <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh, tell me more." Yeah. and because like she's not judging me for the crazy thing I just said. Sure, sure. She's like adjusting my thought on the crazy thing I just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good friend. No, it's really good to have that. Yeah. I think it's like invaluable. Yeah. Jared, starting off with a real banger. Who would have thought I had the real banger? <laughs> <laughs> of all the episodes you've ever done. <laughs> Who would have thought I got into the weeds? Jared, Jared gets the one where we get into <laughs> yeah. the weeds, baby. We got to give, hey, sometimes you get to give the callers harsh truths. Let's go. You know what I mean? Help me. That's why this next one, it's going to be a layup. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be an easy layup. This call? It's going to literally be such a layup. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> it gets deeper. Okay, this one's going to be so easy. Miles, like, okay, I'll just, I'll just play it. Miles, I can't tell if this guy has a crush on me. Easy. And he randomly calls me. He does. On the phone <laughs> and I didn't answer because I was scared and I need your help. Because I can't read situations to save my freaking life. Okay, so we this is we're we're on Crush Patrol, baby. <laughs> Crush Patrol, been on my whole life. Crush Patrol, baby. Oh, I'm ready for this. Whoop call. whoop. Crush Police. Hello. Whoop whoop. Crush Police. We're crush here police. to tell you if your crush has a crush on you. Probably does. I'm here with Jared Popkin. Hey. <gasps> oh my God, Jared. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's him. The bitch is back, baby. Pop is home, baby. Let's Pop. figure this out. <laughs> Let's figure this out. Okay. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. 
I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Without a recipe, champ. That's okay. right. Absolutely. Anything baby. but last, baby. <laughs> Anything but last, ABL. <laughs> but uh, we're going to need to hear a little bit about your crush because uh, we're working on the case. We are hot on the case. We are doing a stakeout. And we're going to need to look at the evidence and we're going to give you the verdict on if this guy is guilty, a.k.a. in love with you and you're the love of your life. It would be so fun to do a stakeout with you. (laughs) (laughs) The first problem is like, I don't even know if I have a crush on him. I just like attention. It's like, that's something I also need to figure out. Thanks for Um, calling. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I'd be on the receiving end of that fart noise. Oh, I know. Yeah. By the way. We'll tell you also, not only will we tell you if he has a crush on you, we'll tell you if you should have a crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> so fair. So fair. Um, we worked together. Work. What kind of work? What kind of work? Uh, school. What, do you work at Wait, you worked at You worked. You were in a class together. No, I, I taught previously. I was a teacher. Oh, got it. You worked at a school together. And he was also a teacher or was he just yes. like, okay. He was a student. <laughs> no. Um, no. Okay. okay, so we've got we've got we are, two- we are gonna merge the police in. Um yeah. no, so got it. So you were both te- you were both teachers at a school. And what type of school? High school? Yeah. Okay, got it. You're two high school teachers and uh in the teacher's lounge. Anything can happen. Anything anything can happen. Anything can happen. And what were the situations lounge. you found hard to read? It was less so from him and more so like everyone else was would say stuff and be like, ooh, like what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just because a lot of the people we worked with were like older, married, had kids. And so we were just like two people who were single and around the same age. And so everyone kind of Put the pressure paired on. us together. Yeah. Look, I've got the experience yeah. of being the hottest teacher in the whole school. Okay? Yeah. Miles has been the hottest teacher in 11 schools. <laughs> in a lot of schools. Yeah. So you're two singles and everyone's like, okay, obviously it's the, it's the Jess and Mr. Goes in you situation. Just makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Precisely. I haven't seen new girl, but I'm sure. Okay, well, I'm going to have you hang up, watch a new girl call me back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, when you say you don't know if you have a crush on him, what does that mean to you right now? <laughs> um, Like, I don't... <laughs> that's so valid. Um, I don't know if I just like the, like, attention or if it's... Like, it's not... I sound so delusional. <laughs> so far, you sound pretty normal. Hey, so <laughs> I don't know if I like attention. By the way, honey, you're talking to two people who love attention. We're doing a podcast. We're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you sound pretty normal. So <laughs> We're on a podcast. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're wondering if we like attention. Yeah, we're doing a podcast right now. Love it. Um, but uh, yeah, got it. You're worried you just like the attention, not necessarily the attention from him. Yeah, like all your round people would say that, and I'd be like, mm, like I don't think so. Like, no, whatever. But now I'm kind of like, wait, do I? Well, here's the here's the test. The only thing you've brought up though is something he does for you. Like you like attention. He can give you that. 
A, is there other things he can do for you that you like? And more also B is kind of more important here. Yeah. Are there things about him that you genuinely do like in that way? Um, good question. He is very kind and like a very trustworthy person. And I really admire that about him. Nice guys finished last though. <laughs> what? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Um, okay. So here's my question for you. Let me, I'll, this would be the, I'm going to judge. And this is a hundred percent accuracy. Mm-hmm. If you have a crush on this person. Yeah. The hundred percent. Are you ready? We, have, we haven't given you a fake name yet. Jared. Lila. Lila. All right, Lila. Love it. So Lila, it's late. You guys just got done of planning the school talent fair. And it's a field trip. And it's a field trip. And it's, uh, it's getting, <laughs> it's getting late. And he says, Oh, you know what? I guess the kids are, uh, going to be in a, in a different part of the building for a while. Um, no one's going to be here, for but, like, but I've out. actually, I've got this tea, this special little tea. Can I make you a cup? You say, yeah, you guys are sipping Earl gray. You're looking at the stars right outside. And he turns to you and he says, by the way, have you ever thought of us together? Okay. Oh, what do you say? Oh my God. I would panic. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I feel like it just happened and I'm like, Oh God, what do I say to this person? Um, I feel like I'd probably end up throwing it right back onto him realistically. Um, and, and he I says, think yeah, yeah. He and he it, says, yes, he I says, have. he says, yeah, I, I have. And I, and I really like you. I like, spending and I time want with that you, and to I want to see, I want to see where this goes. Then I think I'd give it a shot. Yeah. Let's go. You do like this person. <laughs> Crush patrol figured it out. Yeah, dude, listen, here's the thing. Yeah. You like him and like that's him. totally fine. I think it's, by the way, if, if uh, well, as soon as we were like, yeah, he likes you, you were like, well, yeah, I want to see where it goes. That's like, that's like, I think that's like, that's like literally like <laughs> go like, out for dinner. That go, is like go out for barbecue in a public setting <laughs> meats on the table. So you figure out. If you want to put your hearts on the table, to put your hearts on the table, you know, hearts you got to go for a like, it's not a bad thing to adventure into a life. You can like someone and then decide even after liking them that yeah. this is not for you. You could go on a date with him and say, I don't actually like him. You could marry him and say, actually, I don't like him. You could, you, yeah. you could spend the rest of your life with him. And at the end on your deathbed, say, I actually don't like him anymore, which would be really kind of fucked up, <laughs> be kind of fucked but, up, but, but you could do it. You could do it. You could. You're never going to be trapped by being in love. That door is always right there. That door is always open, baby. You could have 10 to 15,000 children with this person and walk out the door never to see any of them again. Ever. Your life is your destiny. If you have a little crush, I think capitalizing on that crush is one of the ways that we feel alive. You know what I'm saying, If you have a little crush, have 15,000 kids with the guy. That's right. (laughs) Like, how do I go about doing anything about it? Like, he's a shy boy. I'm shy when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. And I feel like Miles always has bold advice when it comes to this. And I'm, I just know I won't do that. I'm actually, <laughs> but you know what? Oh, sorry. Let me, uh, I have a big switch on the wall marked. Mm, actually advice for shy gals. No. Oh, hit that. crunch. Okay. Just punched it. Here's what you're going to want to do here. Say, Hey, would you want to hang out? You're going to say, Hey, you up? Hey, Hey, say, Hey, come on. <laughs> Come over and then text the sexy bikini. No, thing. no, no. He might be wondering why you're wearing a bikini inside. <laughs> yeah. And then that conversation gets going. 
But no, I get what you mean. Often my advice is to be bold. And I mean, one of the things I'll say is just boldness is the quickest way to figure out if it is a thing. Mm-hmm. And that is merch. Yes. That's on a t-shirt. Yes. Boldness is the quickest way to find out if it's a thing. However, I think what you're wanting probably is you're scared, you're nervous, just being like, okay, I have a little crush on this guy. He might have a crush on me back. You said he called you, right? <laughs> well, that was part of your voicemail. He called you and you dodged the call? Yeah. Okay, so one of the quickest ways to see if this is a thing is also to just let him do the talking. Yeah, call him back. Call him back. <laughs> yeah. He called you. Hey, did you call me? He's going to be like, yeah. yeah. And then you can just stay silent. And, and you can say, say, for what? For, for what? And he's going to say, I had this thing I wanted to do. like, talk. I actually don't remember. And you're going to be like, okay, bye. But uh, if you think he has a crush on you, you got to let him do the talking. And if that doesn't work, then there's nothing wrong with just being like, Hey, uh, I wanted to go see this art show. Go with a couple friends, by the way. Go with a... Don't go alone. Go with a couple friends. Here's what I'll say. I think it's very cool for a girl to be a little bit forward. Not like crazy, but you can have fun with that. If there's a moment where you guys are together or he says something, you can have a little bit of a flirtation there of like, hey, I think you should take me to this place. I want to go to it. Okay. Like you can set it up. It can be fun. It can kind of make you kind of edgy and cool. Yes. And I know I've given the meteor defense in a lot of these episodes, but I'm here to tell you that the world hits you by a meteor. Okay. (laughs) The world (laughs) hits you by a meteor. If if you get pancaked by a meteor tomorrow, then asking this guy out doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. And I get that that's a crazy thing to say, but I think that it's just like, look, if you want to see if this is anything, asking him to coffee is a good option. If you want a safer option, hey, me and my friends are going to see this movie. I saw you co- like on the phone. Just be like, oh, we're going to see a movie, whatever. Would you want to come with us? I love a friend date, but if it's the first time and you want to establish a flirt, it can be a little confusing. I get that it can be confusing, but however, I'm just thinking we suss this out one way or another. Oh, yeah. You get them in the same place. You just get a bunch of sandy. You're sifting for gold. We're going. <laughs> We're going. Here's what I do when I'm freaking out about a decision I have to make. I very quickly remind myself that in five billion years, our universe is colliding with another and none of this will matter. So I have like fun that. with it. That's how I feel about, yeah, a lot of stuff. Like, it's not going to matter. That's like the meteor thing. Yeah, that's the meteor it's thing. the meteor thing. Like, it's not going to matter. <laughs> hey, if you, if you that's have, a, hey, that's the meteor thing. That's that your meteor said. thing. That's your meteor thing. Just, <laughs> like, if you're feeling it, do it. You're only this age once ever. Have yeah. fun with it. It mm-hmm. might not work out. That could be fun, too. Yeah. Like, you're going to learn from it regardless. Have fun. Don't Don't overthink it. If it's on the table, play with it. Play with it. Yeah, I know you're right. Ugh. <laughs> Look, Lila, you seem great. You seem awesome. And I got to tell you, I think a lot of people are out there, they're worried that they're going to embarrass themselves by uh, asking someone out or something. It's not embarrassing to like someone. Not and it's all. not embarrassing to invest like an offering of like, hey, we should hang out. The only thing that's embarrassing is how you react to if that goes badly. It's embarrassing if you ask someone out and they say no and be like, Oh, well, oh God, I'm so, oh no. Like, 
Yeah. yeah, that's that's you. That's you doing like a weird reaction. I totally just like, agree. There's nothing wrong with you being like, "Oh, I liked you." Oh well, okay, cool. And honestly, what happens a lot, and I've said this before, you ask this person out, they don't feel the same way. Oh, you weren't the person that I thought you were. I thought you were a person who liked me back, and that this was mutual. If this is not, that's great. I think that well, the thing I think about all the time is like, regardless of yeah, of like gender dynamics or whatever, having someone be confident towards you yes. feels good so because good. it takes the pressure off of you. Flattering. So if you can. Uh, uh, you know, muster up the courage, Lila, to say, "Hey, I want to take you to the barbecue," or you should take me, or you should. Hey, you sh by the way, I love a. You should take me. That's to that's hot. That's kind of hot. That's you hot. should take me to Saltburn. Come on, the film. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> you should take me to the local park. Yeah, have fun. This sounds like it's going to be a good thing. All right, Lila, are you ready to find love? Yes, I think. <laughs> Crush Patrol! Yes, Lila! Crush Patrol! Lila! Lila, you're the best, and I'm proud of you, and I would love to hear an update for um, when you and this guy inevitably um, fall in love forever. <laughs> I am a I am a platinum premium whatever subscriber to the Patreon. Let's fan go! Of the show. Please call me back. I will oh. give more deets behind the paywall. I, I want Wonderful. them so bad. I'm invested. No, that's amazing. This is my new television show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lila <laughs> One, for being a Platinum member. And I will definitely be giving you a call back. But hey, you know what you got to do in order to get a call back? You got to ask this guy out. Yeah. You're going to need to give me an update. You're going to need to give me that juice, Lila. At this point, you're a freelance reporter <gasps> for the Platinum Show. <laughs> you're out there living your life. You're like Sex I'm in the City. I'm on the sidelines. You're on the sidelines. Dude, you're just like Sex in the City. You're just like Sex in the City. Great show. Underrated. Uh, underrated by far. Um, well, Lila, thank you so much for calling in. You have a fantastic day. All right, bye. Thank you. Bye, Jared, too. Bye. bye. Boom. Bang. Instant layup. Boom. We start, uh-oh, philosophy. This is serious. Philosophy almost. This is serious this is business. Serious. Number two, love. We found it. We figured it out. <laughs> he might have a crush. I might have a crush. I gave the meteor defense. You also gave the meteor defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it made sense both times. That's right. And you know what? If, you th if you're out there and you think a boy has a crush on you, yeah. he does. By the way, <laughs> that is right. <laughs> I hate to say it. I don't think I've ever, I've done a couple of calls like that. Does he have a crush on me? And I call get the details. It's never been though. No. <laughs> if you think a boy has a crush on, we're not spies. No. We're not covert. No. We don't have the training. Yes. We're boys. You think, oh, he might have a crush on me? Yes. I would say when I was a single person, if you were wondering if I had a crush on you, the answer was yes. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Probably had a crush on you. And it doesn't have to be a great one. It could just be like, yeah. 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 Simple crush. You're good. Okay. I think we handled that well. I don't know what this call even means. Great. That's where we want to be now. Hi, Miles. Um, one of my volunteers is pulling the drama queen role and threatening to get me fired if I don't let him sing every single solo. Uh, he's... 40 years older than me and talking down to me like I'm a small child. Please help. So, uh, so, <laughs> so, wait, so, wait, let's wait. wait, wait. Okay, there's a couple of these. One of her volunteers okay. wants all this. <laughs> a lot of moving parts here. A lot of moving parts here because when I hear first heard volunteers, I go, oh, so it's like a charity organization. Yeah, yeah. But then they're singing. 
And he wants all the and solos. He all the solos. He's also 40 years so older. A 70 year old ish man yeah. is sort of telling her, Well, I want to sing. Kid. And, and kid. <laughs> I want to sing, kid. I want to sing, kid. So I'm just wondering, where does this all go? Also, how, if he's threatening to get you fired, what yeah. has he got on you? Yeah, what has he got on you? <laughs> and also, why <laughs> are you volunteering? <laughs> yeah. Is she a volunteer too? Oh, we got to get into this. Which means we, we got to get that dirt. We got to get into this. We got to get that dirt. Let's get it. Hello? Hello. You called Perfect Person, and I'm here to call you back. I'm here with Jared Popkin. Hello? Oh, my God. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we have a million questions about your line of work. Can't wait what, to get all the answers. About what it means to sing a solo and an older man. I'm going to need to hear the full story from the horse's mouth, but first we got to name the horse. Jared? Let's name you... Michelle. Michelle. Michelle, how's it going? It's it's okay. It's it's okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, well, thanks for hopping on the phone with us. Uh Michelle, what is yeah. good? What is literally good and how's it going and what's the story? What's literally good, Michelle? Oh, it's 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 okay. Um so I I work at a church. I work I work for a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, you think people, you think people who, you know, go to church and, you know, do all that stuff, sure. you know, that they would, you know, act like a normal adults. Yeah. yeah, right. The good person. <laughs> yeah. church, church, church going folk. You'd think that they'd be down with JC's cause. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time. You know, I'm... To kind of, you know, give you, <laughs> to give you some background, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 32. I had to think about that for a minute because my birthday was two weeks ago. I'm 32. Happy birthday. Happy B. Thank you. So I direct the church choir and there's a guy in church choir. 72-ish? He's 72. 72. So, yeah. He may be 75-ish. Something like that. He's Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys want to give him a fake name because I'm at a loss at the moment. Ebenezer. <laughs> Let's give him Ebenezer. Cool. Ebenezer. You're in a law you're in a lawsuit with Ebenezer currently? No, oh, you're at a loss currently. Oh, I you're think. at a loss. I heard loss. I was at a loss. <laughs> I'm at a lawsuit with <laughs> Ebenezer. Whoa. So Ebenezer for a long time, you know, was Getting so there was one point that he wrote me a four-page letter. This was in 2019 before COVID. He wrote me a four-page letter calling me a horrible person, <gasps> call, telling me that I, you know, gave all the solos to myself because I didn't think anybody else was good enough, and that I, you know, didn't let him do anything. And then I played favorites and he wrote this four page thing to me. Then I sat down and had a meeting with him and he's like, I just want to have a relationship with you. And I just want to, you know, be able to talk to you about, you know, like, and just be able to work with you. And I'm like, what the fuck? Weird. Pardon my French. But yeah, yeah. So like, so then, you know, he sticks around for a while and then he, so my boss is a priest, you know, cause I work for, I work for a church. You work for God. <laughs> I work for God. Yeah. Yes. Um, Amen. So, so my, so he takes my boss to lunch 
And like I said to my boss, I was like, if, if you guys talk about me, like, will you tell me? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. But it's probably not about you. So he took my boss to lunch to essentially try to get me fired. Because your boss, the priest? I wouldn't let. Wait, he took the priest. My boss, the priest. He took the priest to lunch to be like, hey, you should fire. Uh, and you've already got the priest to agree to go double agent? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Wow. And like, so, so he, yeah, so he took the, he took the priest to lunch. And, you know, my boss is, you know, I mean, he's, he and I are very similar personality wise. You know, he, he's an introvert, you know, he's like no nonsense, you know, if you kind of like, and I mean, this guy is like in your face. So he took my pastor to lunch and was like, you know, Michelle doesn't let anybody else sing and she sings a lot and you know i don't know how to work with her michelle do you do you give yourself the solo yeah michelle i mean guess it's time we finally get to it it's time we finally ask the hard-hitting question we sort of are we've been putting you in cold solitary confinement we're pulling you out putting you in the interrogation room (laughs) i gotta get you back we gotta tell you are you taking the solos for yourself because you think nobody else can sing as good Michelle! Oh boy. So that's not a hundred percent. Okay, let can I let me let me explain. Okay. Let me explain. I do I I give myself a very occasional solo. Very occasional solo. Okay. If there was 10 songs tonight, how many solos you got? One. Oh. Okay. Let the record show that that's only one solo. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you look at it within, like, the context of, like, a year, I give myself one or two solos a year. Okay. Bear in mind, I have to, I have, and I, because, you know, I'm a musician, I can't really do math. Um, I, we have, I have, you know, I have a service every weekend, you know, and then around Easter Mm -hmm. times three, because I have three services a weekend. Plus, you know, the extras on Christmas plus the week long, like a Broadway run. Damn. That's (laughs) a lot. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 No, I just, you know, I, I, I live in church and I just, and, but of those, you know, 106, maybe 125 services that I play and sing, you know, I maybe give myself two or three solos. Oh, that's nothing. So and look, Michelle, you're skimming off the top solo wise. <laughs> yeah. And that, look, who, who hasn't? Yeah. And also that's not any, that's not that's many less solos, solos at all. And I give myself. And by the way, this guy, so he's, right. tell, he's telling you that you're taking all the solos. Uh, he clearly can't do math either. Yeah. This guy is, uh, yes. he might be grumpy. He yeah. sounds a little older. He could be an older grumpy guy. Look, when people get retired and they get grumpy, they have oodles of time on their hands. All this guy has to think about is that Sunday's going to come around and he's going to meet you, his enemy. Michelle, let me also ask you a very basic question here. Yeah, please. In, in, ter- in terms sure. of Ebenezer's skill set as a singer, if he were going to go on American Idol, yeah. how far does he get? How far does he get? I, uh, he definitely, he definitely got to Hollywood. Really? And going to he he would go so he was in a he was in a band like a local band and they kicked him out of the band because he was a huge dick <laughs> a huge dick got it he, he, yeah and you know it's it's always great when you have a guy who's a huge dick 
at a church. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, here's a question for you. How many solos does Ebenezer have throughout the year? 125 shows. We talking like So, let's see. So, he he Uh-oh. was the one who every time somebody died, <gasps> they would want him to sing for his funeral, for their funeral. <laughs> so, he would probably I would say of <laughs> I would say of wow. 125, if you want to think about it, I would say he would probably get maybe 50, maybe 60. And so he's, by the way, that's a ton of souls. So he's basically waiting for people to die so he can have his big showbiz moment. <laughs> he might be killing all yeah. these people. He's like, by the way, he might be killing these people. Yes. He's like, by the way, my big opportunity, I'm singing my solo. Oh no, they're died. But hang on guys, watch this. That's not yes. bad. This also yes. could make for a great yes. like Dexter pilot. I love. By the way, that's <laughs> such a fucking good pilot. The guy who just sings At the funerals, funerals, and he's killing them. Yeah, for business. that's not bad. I mean, oh I can't believe. Okay, so he's singing his little heart out when everyone croaks. I mean, have you brought that up to him? That just like the basic math on that of like, yeah. well, I sing a solo once or twice yeah. a year. You do it every other night. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that what you yes, got to have, what you got to do, is just uh, ignore him. He'll he'll perish soon. Yeah, and somebody will be singing for him. And somebody will be singing for him. But <laughs> you should sing for him. It also sounds like you have the church on your back. Like it's not. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he's going to do anything. And how you uh, interact with someone? Sorry, Jerry and I just no, touched feet. <laughs> um, I think Miles is totally right. Ignore him. He's only got a little bit time left. Yeah, but pretend like okay. you're his friend. Go. Hey, by the way, um, I've been thinking, like, maybe, by the way, give him a solo and make a big to-do out of it. Yes. Big congratulations. But he was already going to have that. He was already going to have that solo. Big congratulations, because by the way. Because he earned it. You did so well, and, and say he did so good in front of a lot of people, so there's, like, lots of witnesses. Yep. I think you do this once. I think okay. you turn. I think you turn a guy like this into yeah. your second, uh, into yeah. your deputy. Into your deputy. Yeah, you take the, it's like oh. walking into a prison, you find the sickest fuckers in there, yeah. and they're your lieutenants. They're, they're your the first lieutenants. The first. I think you turn this guy into your first mate. That's right. Into some like, I don't know if he drinks, but into some like old goofy drunkard. Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, right. Yeah. If you do this right, yeah. by the end of it, if somebody else speaks up, he's probably going to write them a four page letter. And that way, yeah, you humiliate him. You embarrass him. Yeah. And guess, and guess who's singing when everyone dies? You. You. When, because this guy is your next in oh, line. Okay. So I would say you got to embarrass this guy publicly, but before you even do, you got to turn him. You yeah. got to turn him onto your side. You got to embrace him. You got to embrace him and uh, and just give him one big okay. solo, a lot of compliments. This guy's obviously a narcissist. They're just fucking tickle. This is very similar <laughs> yeah. to the way I deal with the rude old people at Pickleball. Yeah. You know they're rude it's, and you kill yeah. them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Oh you my gosh, you did so, so much. People, lo- they love it. Yeah, they love it. And love next it. thing you know, those old people, as shrewd as they can be, is yeah. as loving weirdly as they can be. It sounds like you might want this guy on your side. I agree. I big time agree. Okay. 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 I could, I could dig it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. For, hey, thanks for digging yeah. it. And thanks for calling in. Uh, we hope that you absolutely get the gig of singing at everyone's uh, every dead person's funeral. Um, rock on, Michelle Freebird. Person's funeral. <laughs> that's, that's right. Heck, yes, rock on, Freebird. You're the yes. be- you're the best, Michelle. Awesome. I really appreciate you calling in. Thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks for calling me back. Yeah, no problem. All right, you have a great day. You too. Bye. 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 And there you have it. I think we killed that too. I think we absolutely annihilated that. I think we're that. fixing lives here. I just love the idea of like the guy who has the funeral gig. That's, that's shocking. That's shocking. It's the same guy. 
And, I, you know, I was expecting her to say he wouldn't go to Hollywood. When I heard he would go to Hollywood. Yeah, I'm wondering. You're okay. putting into a context of, okay, this guy can sing. He can sing. He was not bad. He can sing. People are requesting him when yeah. people die. Uh, okay. We're talking about a talent. We're talking about somebody. Go, I want that guy to sing Freebird at my funeral. I think we embrace this guy for his talent and yeah. also for his grumpiness. And then we flip him. Yeah. Uh, Jared, we have one final segment. It's a segment we like to call Get Real. I'm, I'm real as it can be. I'm real as a cucumber. I'm real as you start crying. <laughs> I'm real, not real as can be. <laughs> I'm never uh, Jared, thanks for doing the show. Thank you for having me. This is me. our final segment where we get real. We cast aside the bullshit and we um, force a genuine moment okay. in an effort to learn more about each other and ourselves. Love that. Uh, new year, new fresh start. Yes. What is uh, something that you are excited about this year? And what is something that you, and this is like personally excited about, um, and then something that you're trying to avoid or you're personally like, you have anxiety or fear around like, okay, I did this last year. I I want to avoid this and I want to go for this. Great. Love this. I think anyone who's an artist can probably relate to this in some capacity. When you first start your imagination or dreams of being an artist, you in your world are the main character of that imagination. And I think through the pursuit of it, I sometimes have fallen off of wanting to like be as conscious for myself as an artist as like for as rather than supporting things or helping others, which I still love doing. This year, I want to step more into my own entity as my own artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I do. I think we go in and out of it. Everyone does, but I really want to own that. I mean, I mean, I think it comes with being in your thirties as an yeah. adult. I just want to own myself, be proud of who I am, be proud of what I make take that on not as a team thing you know it's more a me thing I'm, i want to say more me this year i love that um what i want to avoid this year is sometimes i lack diligence within myself hmm. so that could be as simple as doing the laundry this week that could be as simple as cleaning my sink or whatever it is yeah. or my car isn't clean i, I want to step into adulthood and be an adult for myself because I think it'll just keep me on track. It, uh, I can get often stressed when little things are falling to the wayside. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, take pride in like cleaning your car, cleaning your house. Totally. Having the clothes you actually want to wear in mm-hmm. a place that you can actually get to them. Yeah. I want to be more of an adult with myself this year. I love both of those things. Uh, the diligence I totally get. I've been... Recently feeling, um, yeah, I just moved to a new, new place. Yeah. And, uh, and we have a baby, so like stuff is crazy at the end of the night. You know, everything yes. just gets messy. There's dishes. And, th- and I've been recently trying to take like pride and joy out of cleaning my kitchen. Love it. And at the end, and, like the end, the close down, I'm like, I want to go to bed. Everything is where it needs to be. I'm putting snacks and new jars. Those are going on the Love little it. shelf. And at the end of the day, I'm like, great. Kitchen's closed. Everything's clean. Dishes, dishwasher started. Like I'm trying to turn it into a pride thing. Because I love before it. Before it was like, it's like this hurdle. You're like, oh, fucking, I got to clean the kitchen. And I'm trying to create a thing where it's like, no, I like my home and I want uh, my space to feel really good when I wake up. Yes. And so I'm trying to have diligence that way. Just, I think it's an know. effort thing. Yeah. Because it both both sides of this is a weird effort. Like, yeah. I'm willing to let these things go right. because it's easier in that moment, but yeah. it actually takes, it's harder to live with day to day. Yes. So I'm like signing up for a hard thing, whether yeah. I realize it or not. You know, what's less hard is just taking care of it. And also waking up like the clothes thing, waking up and being like, oh, my clothes are all clean. They're all folded. They're in my closet, whatever. Looking at them and being like, okay, I feel put together. Like from yes. the moment one, my kitchen's clean. Yep. This is done. Like 
it set it sets yourself up for the next day. A hundred percent. I think that yeah, that reframe has helped me. Yeah. And and same way, um, reframing myself as being like the main. You know, I I something I'm trying to do this year is I want to uh, try to get back into acting. Something that awesome. What I went to school for. That's that was the dream since I was a little kid. Dude, we'll get you in things. I fell into social media and and started doing this world and doing podcasts and doing digital content. And I love all those things and I'm going to continue to do them, obviously. But I was like, you know what? I want to like take an acting class, try to get some reps, maybe try to audition for stuff, try to flex that muscle and uh, reframe myself as being like, oh no, I did all this stuff so I could support that dream. And that dream kind of fell by the wayside as I got success in this other thing. Such a common thing for creatives in this space. Right, completely. So many people that got into this started as an actor or a writer or a director. They got into content creation. They were on the treadmill. Yeah. And because you're running, you're not not running. But I was (laughs) like, I really, you know, I love cinema and all that stuff. And I was just like, it'd be fun to just, just for a year, it's like, okay, I have the money and the free will and the time and stuff. Let me try to act. I mean, if you're interested in looking at some stuff, I can help you with recommendations. Absolutely, dude. And also, if you want to get some reps as like an actor, yeah. I'll throw you in some stuff. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you wanted to do that. That's, well, yeah, it's honestly been a dream I put on the back burner. I shot a short last year that I'm uh, we've been editing. We like put money into it and stuff, and it was a short that I wrote, and I was like, oh, I really loved this, and I forgot that I loved this because I got so busy with dude, everything else. But, I'd love to have you on. Um, I also would love to see you in a play. Oh. Your frame on stage is such a big presence. I miss play in general, like theater and plays. I, I really miss. I, yeah, I, I love that. I stuff. mean, you would do comedy very well, but I was. Just, I, I'm just. This is on the top of my mind because I was talking about it with yeah. a friend. You would, in a couple years, make a very interesting Atticus Finch. <laughs> that is really nice, dude. I, I mean, I love that play, and uh, I, I. That's a very big compliment. Yeah. I, I also like the things. I mean, I love comedy, obviously. Um, but I was like, it's, it requires a certain level of, uh, you have to have a self-seriousness in order to do drama because it is so, mm-hmm. it's like indulgent. I think comedy can do both cause it's a timing thing. Yes. Right. And drama has a certain timing that I think mm-hmm. adapts well. And I was like, I think I do like the things I loved performing in college and, and a little bit afterwards when I was doing audition scenes or whatever, were like, I love drama and, and yeah. more serious stuff. And I was like, I want to get good at it so it can be an undeniable part of my career. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's something I'm working on this year. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's great. I do a lot of comedy, obviously, because of my yeah. background, but I love doing like kind of dark theater. It's fucking fun. Or dark uh, characters. I just miss the process of like meeting other actors and go, like doing a class and yes. doing auditions and just thinking with that headspace is such a different way that I just haven't... Your brain will start to work differently. Yeah. I it's just, like anything. Like it's when like I start anything, playing yeah. chess a lot or anything, yeah. I start thinking about it like chess. Yeah. Or if I start painting a lot or my iPad, like doing digital art, mm-hmm. I think in layers. Yeah, yeah. With acting, it can be somewhat similar. You'll start thinking in different ways. You'll approach things differently. Yeah. You'll be more creative just in your thoughts. Completely. And I think it's like it all it all helps each other. Like me thinking about theater, doing more performing will help the digital content. Me doing digital content will help that like having a, a diversified life in that way, it all trickles down to the Everything same thing. I do now started yeah. with trying to selfishly be a better actor. Yeah. I got into a writing class because I was like, well, as an actor, I should know what this yes, is like. And then right. I discovered that I enjoyed writing. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, all of it goes back to one thing. You can always be selfish with yourself. Yeah, I love that. Well, yeah. Jared, thanks so much for doing the show, man. Thanks for having me, dude. Where can people find you if they want more Jared? Social media. I'm on it. Hell yeah. Instagram, Twitter, wherever. You guys can follow me and say what's up. Jared Popkins, say what up.
But uh, uh, anything you're uh, plugging? Uh, watch the show. Josh, which show? It's called, called Read the Room. Read It'll the room. be on Josh Richards' socials. Mm -hmm. uh, we made it during the strike, so we didn't send it out anywhere. We made it on our own, yep. and we made it for our own. Mm -hmm. Um, it'll be living seven episodes on YouTube. I think we're coming out once a week. It'll be coming out oh, yeah. this month in January. So probably when this is out. Sick. That's great. Um, it's called Read the Room. Fuck yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys enjoy it. That rocks. Check out Read the Room. And uh, if you're out there and you have a problem and you're wondering, uh, how do I freaking solve it? Just remember that no matter where you are, who you are, perfection is only a call away. <laughs>